Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wonder World Podcast. I'm Pam. And I'm Olivia. And this is Monday, March 13th, also known as National Napping Day, National Button Day, and National Canine Day. Hey, Mama, which one is your favorite out of all of those three? Oh, it is definitely National Napping Day. I love it when I get the time to take a good long nap. How about you? I definitely like National Button Day. They do very important things like keep our clothes together. That is kind of an important job for sure. This day in history, today was the day that President Trump declared a national emergency due to COVID-19 three years ago. Today was also the day that the planet Uranus was discovered in 1781. In the late 1700s, astronomers were busy exploring the night sky with their telescopes, searching for new objects and mapping the movements of the planet. One of these astronomers was a man named William Herschel, who had built his own telescope and was known for his expertise in observing the stars. One night in March 1781, while scanning the sky with his telescope, Herschel noticed a faint object that he had never seen before. Intrigued, he continued to observe the object over the next few nights and realized that it was moving relative to the stars around it. At first, Herschel assumed that he had discovered a new comet as comets were often seen as faint moving objects in the sky. However, as he continued to track the object's movement, he realized that it was not following a typical pattern of a comet. Instead, Herschel concluded that he had discovered a new planet, one that was farther from the sun than any planet had been known at the time. He named the planet Uranus after the Roman god of the sky. That's a neat story. Olivia, did you know that William Herschel in addition to being an astronomer, was also a composer and played a number of musical instruments as well. I did not know that. That's really interesting. That is really cool. Today's birthdays include Earl Grey, who was a British prime minister and also who the tea was named after, and my brother John. Oh, happy birthday, John Barnhill. Next, on to our word of the week. This week's word of the week is bombard, which means to hit or to attack again and again. Some examples of using this word would be she bombarded him with questions or the quarterback was bombarded by the other team's defensive line. So we have a challenge for you. Can you use the word bombard in conversations with your family and your friends this week? Now, back to the topic of space. Hey, Olivia, how do aliens keep their pants up? I don't know. How do they keep their pants up? They use an asteroid belt. That's a good one, but I bet I can do you one better. How do aliens pay for coffee? I don't know how. With Starbucks. Oh, that's too funny. I wonder if they, like, use the app for that. Probably. Now it's time for a trivia. How many moons does Jupiter have? A, 92, B, 82, or C, 27? We'll come back to that shortly. I have a favorite poem along this theme of space, and I want to share it with you. It's called, When I Heard the Learned Astronomer by Walt Whitman. When I heard the learned astronomer, when the proofs, the figures, were ranged in columns before me, 
When I was shown the charts and diagrams to add, divide, and measure them, when I sitting heard the astronomer where he lectured with much applause in the lecture room, how soon unaccountable I became tired and sick till rising and gliding out, I wandered off by myself in the mystical, moist night air and from time to time looked up in perfect silence at the stars. That was a beautiful poem. What was your favorite part about it, Mom? Oh, I love so much about that poem, but I think it's just the fact that the poet finds joy and delight in just looking at the stars outside. And then it's also got some fun alliteration. Did you notice like the mystical moist night air and the perfect silence at the stars? So much fun to hear those words. And now back to our trivia. How many moons does Jupiter have? A, 92, B, 82, or C, 27? The answer is A, Jupiter has 92 moons. I'm just gonna go on record and say that that is an obnoxious amount of moons. Oh yes it is. Imagine if we had 92 moons. I can't even imagine. Like, how would it change Earth if we did? The ocean level would be a lot higher. We'd have a lot less land if we had that many. Probably so, because of the way that the uh, moon pulls on the water and makes the tides and things like that. Yes. So cool. Okay, so this reminds me of another story. We chose our story today for a couple of reasons. One, because Olivia absolutely loves mythology. And two, because this story contains the names of so many planets. So as I read the story, be sure to listen out for the names of planets that you know. Now, a myth, and this story is a myth, is a kind of story that ancient people's device to explain things around them that were unexplainable. So this story was the way that ancient people tried to do that. But it's just a story. Jupiter and his mighty company end the golden age by James Baldwin. A long time ago, when the world was much younger than it is now, people told and believed in a great many wonderful stories about wonderful things which neither you nor I have ever seen. They often talked about a certain mighty being called Jupiter, or Zeus, who was king of the sky and the earth, and they said that he sat most of the time amid the clouds on the top of a very high mountain where he could look down and see everything that was going on in the earth beneath. He liked to ride on storm clouds and hurl burning thunderbolts right and left among the trees and rocks. And he was so very, very mighty that when he nodded, the earth quaked, the mountains trembled and smoked, the sky grew black, and the sun hid his face. Jupiter had two brothers, both of them terrible fellows, but not nearly so great as himself. The name of one of them was Neptune, or Poseidon, and he was king of the sea. He had a glittering golden palace far down in the deep sea caves where the fishes live and the red coral grows, 
And whenever he was angry, the waves would rise mountain high and the storm winds would howl fearfully and the sea would try to break over the land. And men called him the shaker of the earth. The other brother of Jupiter was a sad, pale-faced being whose kingdom was underneath the earth where the sun never shone and where there was darkness and weeping and sorrow all the time. His name was Pluto or Adonius, and his country was called the lower world or the land of the shadows or Hades. Men said that whenever anyone died, Pluto would send his messenger or shadow leader to carry that one down into his cheerless kingdom. And for that reason, they never spoke well of him, but thought of him only as the enemy of life. A great number of other mighty beings lived with Jupiter amid the clouds on the mountaintop, so many that I can name a very few only. There was Venus, the queen of love and beauty, who was fairer by far than any woman you or I have ever seen. There was Athena, or Minerva, the queen of the air, who gave people wisdom and taught them how to do very many useful things. There was Juno, the queen of the earth and sky, who sat at the right hand of Jupiter and gave him all kinds of advice. There was Mars, the great warrior, whose delight was in the den of battle. There was Mercury, the swift messenger, who had wings on his cap and shoes, and who flew from place to place like the summer clouds when they were driven before the wind. There was Vulcan, a skillful blacksmith, who had his forge in a burning mountain and wrought many wonderful things of iron and copper and gold. And besides these, there were many others about whom you will learn by and by, and about whom men told strange and beautiful stories. They lived in glittering golden mansions high up among the clouds, so high indeed that the eyes of men could never see them. But they could look down and see what men were doing, and oftentimes they were said to leave their lofty homes and wander unknown across the land or over the sea. And of all these mighty folk, Jupiter was by far the mightiest. The Golden Age Jupiter and his mighty folk had not always dwelt amid the clouds on the mountaintop. In times long past, a wonderful family called Titans had lived there and had ruled over all the world. There were 12 of them, six brothers and six sisters, and they said that their father was the sky and their mother the earth. They had the form and looks of men and women, but they were much larger and far more beautiful. The name of the youngest of these Titans was Saturn, and yet he was so very old that men often called him Father Time. He was the king of the Titans, and so, of course, was the king of all the earth besides. Men were never so happy as they were during Saturn's reign. It was the true golden age then. The springtime lasted all the year. The woods and meadows were always full of blossoms, and the music of singing birds was heard every day and every hour. It was summer and autumn, too, at the same time. Apples and figs and oranges always hung ripe from the trees, and there were purple grapes on the vines, and melons and berries of every kind, which the people had but to pick and eat. Of course, nobody had to do any kind of work in that happy time. There was no such thing as sickness or sorrow or old age. Men and women lived for hundreds and hundreds of years and never became gray or wrinkled or lame, but were always handsome and young. 
They had no need of houses, for there were no cold days, nor storms, nor anything to make them afraid. Nobody was poor, for everybody had the same precious things. The sunlight, the pure air, the wholesome water of the springs, the grass for a carpet, the blue sky for a roof, the fruits and flowers of the woods and meadows. So, of course, no one was richer than another, and there was no money, nor any locks or bolts, for everybody was everybody's friend, and no man wanted to get more of anything than his neighbors had. When these happy people had lived long enough, they fell asleep, and their bodies were seen no more. They flitted away through the air and over the mountains and across the sea to a flowery land in the distant west. And some men say that even to this day, they are wandering happily hither and thither about the earth, causing babies to smile in their cradles, easing the burdens of the toil-worn and sick, and blessing mankind everywhere. What a pity it is that this golden age should have come to an end, but it was Jupiter and his brothers who brought about the sad change. It is hard to believe it, but men say that Jupiter was the son of the old Titan King Saturn, and that he was hardly a year old when he began to plot how he might wage war against his father. As soon as he was grown up, he persuaded his brothers Neptune and Pluto, and his sisters Juno, Ceres, and Vesta to join him, and they vowed that they would drive the Titans from the earth. Then followed a long and terrible war. But Jupiter had many mighty helpers. A company of one-eyed monsters called Cyclops were kept busy all the time, foraging thunderbolts into the fire of burning mountains. Three other monsters, each with a hundred hands, were called in to throw rocks and trees against the stronghold of the Titans. And Jupiter himself hurled his sharp lightning darts so thick and fast that the woods were set on fire and the water in the rivers boiled with the heat. Of course, good, quiet, old Saturn and his brothers and sisters could not hold out always against such foes as these. At the end of ten years, they had to give up and beg for peace. They were bound in chains of the hardest rock and thrown into a prison in the lower worlds, and the Cyclops and the hundred-handed monsters were sent there to be their jailers and to keep guard over them forever. Then men began to grow dissatisfied with their lot. Some wanted to be rich and own all the good things in the world. Some wanted to be king and rule over the others. Some who were strong wanted to make slaves of those who were weak. Some broke down the fruit trees in the woods, lest others should eat of the fruit. Some, for mere sport, hunted the timid animals which had always been their friends. Some even killed these poor creatures and ate their flesh for food. At last, instead of everybody being everybody's friend, everybody was everybody's foe. So in all the world, instead of peace, there was war. Instead of plenty, there was starvation. Instead of innocence, there was crime. And instead of happiness, there was misery. And that was the way in which Jupiter made himself so mighty. And that was the way in which the golden age came to an end. Also, if you're feeling a little sleepy today, it might be because most parts of the U.S. just switched to daylight saving time yesterday. We spring forward an hour and fall back an hour in the fall. Do you know why we do this? 
Well, it's because we want to save energy and match our hours to the light outside. This idea was proposed in 1895 by George Vernon Hudson. So now I know exactly who I need to blame for the fact that I definitely feel like I need a nap on National Napping Day. Hey, I wonder if there's a connection. There probably is. Well, that's all that we have for today. If you enjoy the Wonder World podcast, we would love to ask you to leave a rating or review for the podcast in your favorite podcast app. The ratings and reviews that you leave actually help us a lot. It encourages the podcast app to push the podcast out to new families. And if you've taken the time to do so, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Until we meet again, keep, keep wondering. wondering.